Hey everybody, it's Justin from Bass Fishing Hub and welcome to another episode of our podcast here today. And I wanna appreciate everybody for tuning in today. Uh, feel free to visit us on Facebook at Bass Fishing Hub Group, one of the most active bass fishing groups on Facebook, as well as our e-commerce fishing store for all of your gear at BassFishingHub.com. So let's talk about fall, right? Fall bass fishing right? We've got football, we've got hunting. There's often this dilemma, you know, do I sit home on a Sunday and watch football or do I, you know, go out and uh, go sit in the tree stand to try and shoot a deer or do I go bass fishing? And, um, and there's the holidays coming up. So there's a bunch of pools and, and I can always remember, you know, growing up, I loved fall bass fishing. Um, my father used to pick me up and take me out of school early, right? And he would pull up to my school and he'd be in his bass boat and all the other kids would be like, oh my God, that's so cool. And I'd be walking out and, you know, I'd, I'd be like, you know, my head's barely fitting through the window as I'm going out and um, we'd be bundling up and be racing down to the Potomac River to go catch some fish and like really great times. So what I want to do is I want to kind of break down two different scenarios, some river fishing for fall and then again for like some reservoirs and lakes. So listen through this entire thing i've got a lot of good stuff to get to today about fall fishing um that'll really i think it'll help you become a better angler in the fall okay um and when i'm talking about fall i'm not talking about you know 65 70 degree water what i'm really talking about is when water temperatures get down to about 60 degrees okay that's really when the fall patterns start to kick into gear um typically here in maryland it's about the second week in october is when they start to kick into high gear, the days start getting a lot shorter. And around here, the millfoil starts dying, the hydrilla starts dying, the pads start dying. The lakes sometimes get gross because you've got all this floating grass and this junk all over the boat ramp. You pull your boat out and it's all over the trailer. Um, if you happen to watch this weekend's tournament for Bassmasters in Chickamauga, they were uh, fishing that slop, right? This, these mats, floatsome, and things like that that these fish have been living in all summer. So what I want you to do is I want you to picture, right? You're living in your home for three months straight. And then all of a sudden, right? Your home disappears, <laughs> right? It, like a big windstorm comes by and your home disappears, right? So, so what happens? What are the first things you're gonna look for? You're gonna look for food, water, and shelter, right? So water's already covered for the fish but you're gonna to need to find food and you're gonna to need to find some type of shelter. And that's what the bass are trying to do as well, okay? So imagine that their grass gets uprooted, okay? And now they've gotta go on the hunt. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna follow the food sources from where they were. So if you can locate really popular summer spots, right? These bays that you know were choked with grass in the summertime, right? And are now the grass is starting to pull start start there start your looking there because that's where the the wad of bait fish are going to be and first of all i look for herons seagulls any type of bird a coumarant a coots there's little black bird that dive in the grass all of that stuff waterfowl geese ducks i'm just looking for nature and life right because there's a bunch of change that's going on in the actual life cycle of the ecosystem right like there's this transition period and you know, bass are just simply, you know, creatures that try and survive. So I'm trying to follow nature as I go. And I'm typically looking for cleaner water than dirty, right? So whether I'm in the back of a creek or in a main river, I'm looking for the cleanest water. You know, a lot of times in the, in the springtime, I'll find that muddy water that warms up real quick and the fish get super shallow. And that works really well. In the fall, I'm looking for clearer water. 
right? I'm looking for, so I can see in the grass because when the grass starts to pull before they get on the hard structure bike, there's gonna be these patches or sand holes, I like to call them, right? That starts to develop inside these spots. And what I find is that, you know, bass like to herd these bait fish all around. And oftentimes they're even in front of the grass beds. So you can have a big matted grass bed in the front. You'd think, oh, that looks so good. Let's throw a frog over it and all that. A lot of times those fish pull out of that because they're, they're actively feeding in the morning. So, you know, even stay a cast off of it, throw a rattle trap, a topwater, a popper, um, a half ounce spinnerbait burned on the surface, you know, um, a bait that doesn't get a lot of attention anymore, you know, with the chatter baits and um, the jackhammers and all these different baits, you know, the spinnerbaits don't get a lot of play anymore, but I can tell you that in the fall of the year, I reach for a half ounce spinnerbait, double willow, okay, white, white and chartreuse, I'm throwing it out and I'm burning it back to the boat. I'm, I'm actually waking the bait, okay? Extremely good technique for, for locating fish and catching really big fish on lakes, rivers, ponds, anywhere, okay? Doesn't even have to be windy for that pattern to work, okay? I really like calm water, to tell you the truth, where you see that V coming off your bait, you know, hold your rod tip high and you're reeling that bait and then they just come up and, and just strike it. So it helps me find a lot of fish. So. When I'm going back in these creeks, you know, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm idling back, and a lot of times a creek will have a deep side and it'll have a shallow side, right? And what I'm looking for ideally is like a dead end channel. So you're driving back in this creek and you're in the channel and you're winding back left and right and winding back. And then you get to the very back end where that channel kind of dead ends into the flat delta of the back of the creek. That's where I'm stopping and, and where I'm going to start fishing at. And I'm going to be loosely fan casting the area because remember, it doesn't take a whole lot. You know, imagine your house was taken, right? So your house is all of a sudden gone. It doesn't take a whole lot for you to live next. You don't need necessarily this huge mansion. You just need a, a roof over your head. So that may just be some grass that's wrapped around, okay, a little stump that's out or a little stick up. Um, you know, sometimes smaller is better. Less is more. Um, in the fall. So don't always think you have to be in this, you know, luxurious looking fishing spot. Isolated cover and little stuff um, can really be productive this time of year. And it's really fast, easy fishing, right? You can target it, you can move on and you can go. So um, top water, spinner baits, crank baits, rattle traps, you know, moving baits um, in the backs of these creeks. Now, if the backs of these creeks don't seem to produce, what I'll do is I'll back myself out of the creek. So I'll get back to that channel right and a lot of times the bank will be harder the bottom will be harder on the channel side than it will the flat side so i'm looking for any sort of cover on the way out so that may be laydowns could be docks it could be a riprap bank around a uh you know a house or dock or something um that's where i'm trying to find those those sorts of fish and um in the fall you'll know it when you find the area right it'll be a lot of life in there um, because everything is kind of moving together. Um, so that's kind of one of my most significant tips in the fall is, is a little bit cleaner water, okay? Um, look for the, where the grass was and the next available cover that they can go to. And sometimes that's just a flat in front of it or just a drop in front of it. But um, now to kind of tackle some like reservoirs, lakes, things like that. So around here, okay, they, um, they draw the reservoirs down, okay? They start doing it probably in September, I guess. Um, they start drawing them down, and sometimes they can be as low as 10, oftentimes 20 feet 
down from, you know, spring pool for the wintertime. Um, in our reservoirs around here, they don't grow a lot of grass. Okay. So it's mostly structure and cover fishing. So we're, we're talking about gravel banks. We're talking about pea gravel. We're talking about um, some laydowns when the water's up, but when everything's drawn down, there's not a whole lot of cover left. So what is there? There's this, you know, there's structure, there's, there's points, there's ridges, there's humps, there's, um, and there's a lot of bait fish, right? Cause we have, you know, striped bass, uh, hybrids, you know, whatever you want to call them in our lakes here. And we have a lot of blueback herring and shad. So, um, it can be a tricky, it can be feast or famine in these places. So early in the morning, if I'm getting there first thing in the morning, and a lot of times here it's foggy as hell first thing in the morning, right? And you know, the air is colder than the water. Um, I'm going to the mouth of creeks a lot of times and I'm looking and I'm looking on the surface. Hopefully it's flat and I'm looking for bait fish activity. Um, and those fish are going to be up. Now that bait fish activity may be over 20 foot of water. Okay. That's off of a point, you know? Um, so you've really got to be objective when you're chasing those schools of fish and they can move a lot this time of year. So I'm looking for main lake points, humps, things like that, that has a lot of bait fish on it. So um, one ounce swim baits, Sammy's, topwaters, anything I can cast a really long distance because you'll see a fish pop up and you'll throw to it and there'll be a school there. Um, you have to be very opportunistic on those patterns. The next pattern that I do for lakes this time of year is one of my favorites is old boat ramps or old road beds, right? When there's not much structure left and cover left, um, one thing we can always count on and a lot of people avoid are boat ramps where you launch your boat. So a lot of times those boat ramps go much deeper into the lake than what your boat actually is. You know, some of ours around here go down 20, 30 feet into the lake and then drop off. So they make really, really great fish holding areas because, you know, imagine you're driving down a road and, you know, both sides have a ditch, right? So you have this hump in this ridge with rocks on both sides that extend out and they're extremely productive. So I can remember many times fishing these roadbeds, people are launching their boat, they're playing there from shore and I'm catching fish left and right. Um, for roadbeds, I really like drop shots. Sometimes I'll even, get, I'll even get down to jigging spoons and things like that when the, when the fishing gets even tougher. Um, and then lastly, you can always turn and burn, right? You can always go and just put your trolling motor on the bank pick up a square built crankbait and just start chucking and winding, you know, and just going down the bank. Um, it's a great way to, to find, you know, isolated fish. Um, you're not really going to find a lot of numbers that way, but you will catch fish. You know, there is, there are, are always some shallow fish, um, from 60 to 50 degree water. Um, I don't care what lake you're in. There's always some shallow fish and pay attention to the type of bottom composition that you catch them off of. Okay, or or necessarily the transition of bottom composition. You know, we have we have a lot of sand, sand to pea gravel, right? I tend to do much better on pea gravel than I do actually big boulders. Like we have bluff banks, things like that. I tend to do better, okay, on a little bit less obvious stuff. So the big, huge boulders, I don't do well on this time of year. It's the you know pea gravel kind of do nothing banks that have a little flat or a little point that sticks out. Um, so I hope you guys love our podcast. You know, I'm going to keep doing them every week, keep updating them. You know, feel free to subscribe to this channel. It'll get pushed to you. Um, you'll get a notification each time we do. You can find us on Facebook at Bass Fishing Hub. 
Um, we have a private group and I'll let you guys in. We've got, I don't know, 20,000 members on there right now. And um, we also have a bass fishing store at bassfishinghub.com. And um, I'm Justin and till next time, I'll see you.